Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. And next week, bloody dry July kicks off. So if you're thinking of having a crack at that, there's no better way to do it than sucking down a few Heaps Normals. Or you can do what I do, and that is for every eight normal beer, chuck in a Heaps Normal. It does take a little bit of the hangover off if every ninth beverage. I just knocked off a four-pack in the sauna. In the sauna? Still quite dehydrated, to be honest, but uh, yeah. <laughs> People look at you strangely. You're a drink in the sauna, man. Yeah, why not? Drink anywhere. I love any food in any place, that shouldn't, like a pool. People eating yeah. chips while in the pool, that sort of should just, yeah. I don't mind that. That Well, wet hands doesn't help for a chip. But um, beers in the shower, there's something I can't get behind. It's like reading in the toilet. Do the job. <laughs> Get out, then go read. Grow up. If you can, if you got time to read, you're not ready. Yeah. If you do want to have a can in the shower, but not be frowned, you know, frowned upon. Have it not be frowned upon. Make sure it's a bloody heaps normal. I should have had some heaps normals at the airport last night, Heggy, and my brain would be working a lot better than it is right now. Get on to heapsnormal.com. Chuck in duty free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Hey, I'm Nick Cody, and I'm Luke Heggy. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Eggie. How are you going, mate? This beautiful day in Melbourne. Yeah, we're both here. We're both in Melbourne, but we're still apart. You know, I'm at home. You're getting ready for your big special taping tonight. Look out. Yeah, yeah. I can see the theatre from my room. The Malthouse Theatre. Everyone, uh, by the time this comes out, of course, Heggy would have already recorded it. I am your special guest up front. Hopefully getting the room fucking fired up. We'll see what happens. Well, just uh, on the street just this morning, hmm. bumped into none other than Guy Montgomery. Great bloke. Who did one in the same series. He did his show at the Malthouse last night. And I have been reticent about this free ticket business because I've managed to shift 500 free tickets. <laughs> but I don't know if they turn it up. Yeah. But this is this is what can happen. Um, he had someone in there last night. He said the show went very well. And uh, look forward to having a squeeze at that. Check out Guy Montgomery if you have not already. He's fucking great. Um Someone shat the seat. Oh. And, let's uh, do it. Woo. Fuck yeah. What did they do? They just sat there to the end of the show. No. Yep. Well, I respect that. Well, I don't. I think surely you got pants on 
it's contained for the first few minutes at least, get out of there. <laughs> um, people in PPE had to come in and, and clean the seat after a show. But if you shit in the pants, if you stand up, will that smell spread? Yeah, but you'll take it with you. How far into the show? I don't know. I didn't get the full details. I was vomiting on the street and I had to leave. Um, <laughs> but that had better not happen to me tonight or I will probably punch someone. That's not on. Yeah. That's what you get when you get 100% scabs. One of them's going to be no good, at least one, probably many. Anyway. I'll shit myself before I bring you on. Oh, goodness gracious. Try and do a fart into the microphone to get everyone fired up and just follow through. (laughs) (laughs) Shitting yourself in public is already grim. Shitting yourself at the Malthouse Theatre. Oh. (laughs) For some reason, it just makes it so much worse. Absolutely. If you said it was at a pub, you know, late on a Saturday night, you go, well, mm. again, still not acceptable, but I can see how that happens. A Malthouse Theatre recording on a Monday night, you shit your pants. Your life is in fucking tatters. Yeah, absolutely. But you've got, you got to wear undies and it's got to stay in there for a few. You've got to get out of there. Got to get out. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Imagine sitting next to him. <laughs> no. I assume him being a little sexist here. He didn't mention the gender. I don't think you have to. If you shit your pants and sit in it, you are a bloke. I would think so. I don't want to make an ass out of you and me, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, fuck, I can't wait to see what happens tonight. <laughs> My goodness. Record your special. It was nice, by the way. I got to, I ran into you um, last night. We flew back from Sydney together. I had a little day trip up there for a corporate and, uh, and uh, we caught the same flight home and mm. you have you did something that I've I've never been with someone when they've done this, and that is check in an esky for a flight. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen an esky on the conveyor belt? I've seen it on there. I've never been with someone who's checked one in. And, um, okay. you know, we, I remember having to say, no, it's a, it's a prop because the first question is there dry ice and food in there. Yeah, a couple of mud which, crabs. Uh, <laughs> technically, you checked it in. I did check it in. I picked it up. It's got your name on it. Oh, fuck. So... You checked in the fucking esky. Use my extra check baggage to put a fucking yep. esky through. Now there's probably, I'm going to have that security thing written on my ticket. Go to America, get me asshole looked in. Um. It's my trusty uh, brown Mally's esky. It's been in every every um, stand up thing I've filmed. Yep. So there it is again. It's going to be in tonight's one. You checked it in. It made it there fine. I'm I'm just worried about. I wonder if that changes anything else for me. Just with Qantas from now on. Am I going to get some more ads for cheap fares to Townsville or Darwin? Straight on Jetstar now. They'll shift you across. <laughs> um, got an alarming phone call just now, actually, from mm. the theatre because friend of the show, Pete, Pete Broadway, he made me an extra sign. Oh, great. With the one I already had for the stage props. Yep. Out of foam. Dropped off this morning because the courier didn't fucking turn up yesterday. So he dropped them off because he's a good bloke. Put him in the theatre. I fucked around there for a while, put him in spots. And then uh, – Got back to the hotel, get a phone call, and the guy said from the theatre, there's a problem with the sign. Oh, yeah? So, oh, is there? Shit, of course there is. What is it? Because I'll just punch the letters out, and uh, my show's called I Already Told You. He goes, already, they'll spelt it with one L. I said, did they? <laughs> All right. I reckon I'll just have to live with it now. <laughs> just leave it. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I was going to guess that it was the your stupid situation, but it's even worse. (laughs) Even worse. 
Oh, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, they've put an A in the they've put an A in the ready there. Fucking yeah. idiots! We all know it's R E double D Y. Oh man. Oh man. Um, you've got a you got a special coming up yourself while we're on the pluggers. Yeah, maybe uh, it's looking at the minute. I'll be filming August thirty one in Melbourne. Details will be up on our website midflightbrawl.com soon. But we do have some live shows coming up for Midflight Brawl July fifteen and sixteen. Hobart and Launceston, there's live Midfly Brawl and live stand-up. They're separate shows. Get on midflybrawl.com for those. Um, you know what I got to do last week, Higgy? Hang on, just on that, do you want me to come yeah. down and warm up the crowd at the end of August for your stand-up show? Oh, fuck yeah. Return the favour. <laughs> Man. I love that. Oh, mate, the dry the dry crowd warm-up. Yeah. Could think of nothing worse <laughs> for either of us, really. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> you just trying to start an applause would be Shut fucking awesome. the fuck up. Um, <laughs> yes, sorry, cut you off there. I saw you got up to something the other day, flight related. Yeah, last week got to do uh, the flight simulator at a Melbourne, uh, not at Melbourne, at QV in in the middle of Melbourne. QV, home of Melbourne's, uh, your favourite tourism. The centrepiece. The centrepiece of Melbourne tourism. Big W. <laughs> Big W. Get a massive bag of marshmallows there for a couple of bucks. Fuck Melbourne, yeah. the arts. The Big arts. W. Currently home of the play, uh, sorry, the musical Cruel Intentions, mm. based, of course, on the late 90s film starring Ryan Philippe. Yep. That is now a musical playing now and forever Great. in Melbourne. Um, but there's a place called Flight Experience and it's a Boeing 737 simulator and it was fucking great. Yeah. Really Contain nerded it. up in there. confident now you could take over if there were a medical emergency, all the pilots are out. 100%. I'll tell you, it's a lot more fun doing it in there than using an Xbox controller at home, but uh, I'd back myself. Yeah. I would absolutely back myself. Is there a doctor on board? That's now just, is there a fucking massive nerd, irredeemable, with no qualities that are useful in life except for right now, on board? Well, yeah, doctor, they should say doctor of medicine, I believe. Yeah. Because, you know. My father-in-law is a doctor, but economics. Do you think a doctor of philosophy would be running up the aisle going, yep, I'm one? Oh, man, I wouldn't put it past him. There's probably <laughs> doctors of yoga and stuff. They did an eight-day course. <laughs> a doctor of yoga. Help him stretch. <laughs> Bad juju. Help him get the juju out. Have a green shake. They'll be right. Did you get a certificate from the flight centre? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't get to. I did have a very embarrassing moment, though, and that is everybody gets to wear a bloody captain's hat. Oh. And mine was far too small. Right. That, uh, <laughs> I had a little plain yamaka on my fucking noggin. Great. Um, <laughs> oh, also, hey, before we kick in, uh, merch. Oh. Air yes. Jaden t shirts and limited edition Larrikin Island specials. Uh, Mate, we got the post packs and everything. They had better be up on the Got fucking it. website by the time this comes out. Yeah, we've been Thursday. talking about this for some time. Yeah, and sorry to the people that have sent us messages going, "Hey guys, your merch page is fucked." It turns out the web version and the mobile version, the web version was gone, but the mobile version was still there. But there was no one home. So that's all been sorted. But get on there now, midflightbrawl.com. We got a couple of bloody boxes, air jaded and limited edition Larrikin Island special t-shirts. Honestly, though. What kind of an animal is buying a shirt on their phone? Just wait till you get home, fire up the computer, will you? No, A, hold on. I know, 
I've done a lot of online shopping on my phone. On the phone. I know Oof, I know major. why you can't, and that's because you have the original iPhone, I think, <laughs> that Steve Jobs showed at a fucking Apple convention in 1996. Your phone, fuck me, you showed me on the plane last night. What doesn't it do anymore? <laughs> oh, that, you know the big button down the bottom that does the, pretty the much The only editing? button. <laughs> yeah, the only button. It's gone. So you've got to come in the back end somehow. You can do it. You're doing lots of double clicks and flicks to the side and stuff. And then you've got to search for what app you want, if you remember what it's called, and get in that way. Or if there's a text message on the notification screen, click that and you're in messages already. little tip from the top. (laughs) If the home button's fucked on your phone, go through the back. I can tell you how to do it. Fucking hell. You're the bloke bloke that has a problem with the lock on the front door and instead of fixing it, just comes through the dog door. Oh, and go through the dog door. You go around the back. (laughs) Bloody big dog. Oh, mate, fuck, that kills me. It's like Carl Chandler from Little Dum Dum Club. His car, you've got to open the doors via the boot. Oh, you've got to get in through the boot. Not not climb through the little middle seat in the boot, but there's something, his locking system's fucked. He won't change it. You un, The key opens the doors, but only through the, the lock on the boot. Yeah, right. Oh, I've had cars before where you've got to pull the window down to get your hand in and open it up, that sort of thing. The real get smart situation. Whatever. Over there. I've seen him operating a laptop. And it can only open up about an inch. He's got his hands in there trying to type yeah. and look in there at the same time because it's fucked. Yeah, once at Rockpool Restaurant he, uh, in Melbourne, a beautiful steak joint, we've turned up there for lunch and he insisted that the waiter put his, his laptop at overheated so he had to put it in the cool room. Oh, right. <laughs> so you go to the oyster bar and there's a fucking laptop sitting in there instead of salt. <laughs> yeah, these are metallic. Yeah, mate, that bloke's MacBook's been on there. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, before we kick into the ep, and it is an absolute belter this week, uh, mate, behind you, you've got a house again. Each week, um, if we meet up on Zoom, your Zoom background, you always pick a grim background. It's a house with a disturbing past. This one seems no different. Now, this white house, but some, uh, well, it's painted white brick, yep. but then they've got borders of brick that haven't been painted. Yep. Giving me real New South Wales, Victoria vibes. Oh, keep heading south and you'll be there. Tassie. Yep. Beautiful. Who's mm. in Tasmania? Who do you reckon? Chris the bloke Franklin. Oh, man. The other one. Oh, not the bloke. Not Martin. Martin. Oh, Jesus Christ. Martin! Oh, I shouldn't have picked that. Copping Farm. Marty Bryant. It's his house. Martin Bryant. Wow. Not a bad joint. He's quite wealthy, Martin. Did you know that? Like he had a wealthy benefactor woman who like who owned forty cats and a dozen dogs and stuff, and he, he used to live with her. Wow. And it was it's really strange. And then he inherited money off his dad as well. So a bunch of free cash for doing fuck all, and he's still mental. You know what he used to do when he ramped up his drinking, Martin Bryant. He was having half a bottle of Sambuca and a full bottle of Bailey's <laughs> every day. That's just a oh. that's a cocktail, isn't it? Isn't that a shot or something? Is it? Is that a fucking cowboy? Sam, hold on. Is it? I'm not sure. I didn't think Sam Booker was in there. And then sometimes he'd have a snifter of port at night as well as a nightcap. Jesus. I mean, this is. I mean, I said Slippery this nipple. I'll say it again. Oh, no. Is it? No, no, no. Sorry. Slippery nipple. Bailey's. Oh, the cowboy's schnapps, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Bailey's Irish cream and Sam Booker. Yeah. It's on the old like. slippery nipples. When I think, I've always said this bottle shop attendants should have discretionary powers because <laughs> someone came in every day and bought that. Like the long Sambuca and the full Bailey's. 
<laughs> I, I should be allowed to call the authorities and go, hey, guys, got another one for you. Here he is. Go get him. Yeah, that should, you should be in chat like uh, China's social credit system. Man, if you make that purchase more than one day in a row, <laughs> you're not allowed to board an international flight. Yeah. Hey, um, we better get cracking. Oh, one last, one last poke. Yeah. I'm at the Gold Coast Hotter this Saturday night, if anyone's keen, at the GC. I'll be doing a show there. What date's that? Uh, around the 25th of June. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, Check out Heggy. Gold Coast, 25th, this Saturday. And if you're in Melbourne, I'm doing Just for Laughs this Saturday, 7 p.m. at the Malthouse Theatre. They'll hopefully let me back in after I shit my pants there tonight. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, mate. This week, we're looking at December 5, 1998. Yes, been a while. Um, Maylev Airlines, pardon, Bangkok to Budapest. Maylev, pretty good. Yeah, Hungarian airline. There we go. Hungary, place we don't visit that often, no. online or otherwise. Some interesting Hungarian alumni. Great. Let me get a dinger. You'll be aware of most of them. There is uh, the journalist Pulitzer. Obviously, Ooh. there's. Uh, American-Hungarian stabbing victim, Monica Sellers. Um, God, that's nine. Grim turn. <laughs> Number two. Number two, you've already had to add in another country at the start and get a fucking stab oh, no, in there. they're not in order. They, they, there's some good ones. Oh, okay. Um, nine times married Hollywood beauty, Jar Jar Gabor. <laughs> Inventor of the pen, Laszlo Biro, or the modern pen, rather. Um, Jeez, it's a it's a real country of extremes, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, undies manufacturer Calvin Klein of Cube fame, Uno Rubik, and the only rock and roll hall of famer ever from Hungary, drummer Tommy Ramone. Solid lineup. It is a solid. There's more, to, more than that, but that's just an excerpt. Um, yep. The Ramones, not traditionally the kind of music you would generally hear from Hungary, but uh, they pump it out. You get the lyrics for that? Yeah. Did you see them? On the yeah. Oh, I certainly did. <laughs> it's a Hungarian rebel song. Very yep. good. Um, I mean, there's still some very pertinent themes, even though that's probably 60 years old. Well, it'd be more. That's a very old song. But the Russians are coming is a general um, yeah. <laughs> consensus about what's happening there. They call them, is it stupid Russians at some point? Yeah. <laughs> A hill full of stupid Russians or something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, of course, Hungary also home to Malev Airlines. And we've never dealt with these folks before. I've Good never effort. even heard of them. 119 episodes in, yeah. Not one incident, yeah. And again, have, I'm the same. have no idea they existed. Never heard of Malev. Is it their national carrier? No, it's... Um, it was founded in 1946, though, 
and grew to service 50 cities in 34 countries with 22 planes. Although, from what I read, there were often one or two of them out of commission. Oh, yeah. Um, a few write-offs on uh, December 23, 1954. It was the flag carrier from 1946 until 2012. Oh, okay. Oh, what, their national? that's considered their national airline? I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. It was in one world. In one world with Qantas and British Airways, and yeah, they joined One World briefly. Yeah, not bad. Um, December 23, 1954, big day for Maylev. Not one, but two Maylev planes were written off due to icing on landing. Oof, so they just get too cold. One belly landed due to the gear being iced up. Bad day for Maylev. <laughs> yeah, I just did the gear didn't go down too much ice. Um, how many? Oh, no, they're fine. They, uh, oh, what? Everyone walked away from that. All good. Fuck. No. Not all bad, mate. Man. Wow. You're going to need your trigger finger. Oh, oh I'm ready to go. <laughs> the, uh, the 50s and 60s brought about a bunch of take us to West Germany hijackings. Yep. As well as a, a, some good old fashioned stalling and crew negligence issues, killing a few plane loads. Uh, there we go. In the 1970s, though. Not <laughs> <laughs> slipping that by me. That's like at Science Works in Melbourne, you'd go there on a school excursion, there was a button that would test reflexes against a Mark Filippusa serve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have to hit a button as soon as the light went on. Yeah. How'd you go? You're not getting a, you're not getting a plane load of deads past me without gone too soon getting oh, off. Oh, yeah. Did the poo get a few aces past you? Certainly did. Yeah. You almost have to preempt it. At Essendon. As you say, yeah. uh, Essendon Bombers Training Facility at Tullamarine a few years oh, it's fuck, almost 10 years ago now, did a gig for them after training one day and they took me through the facilities and there was a wall with these buttons on there and it was a um, it was a reflexes test. Yeah. And I beat 31 out of the oh, – sorry, no. <laughs> 31 out of the 32 plays beat me oh, okay. except for a guy called Paul Chapman. Did he get sacked immediately after? Uh, well, his score had already been recorded. I think Chapman's known for a beer. So maybe oh, like okay. me on that day, a little bit dusty. <laughs> um, in the 1970s, it appears to me that Maydev um, was, uh, Maylev, sorry, was uh, employing kamikaze pilots. They didn't have any idea how to land a fucking plane. Uh, plenty, plenty of fuck-ups, including, but not limited to, 1971s, Plowing into the sea on approach to Copenhagen. Oof. And uh, interestingly, here, the plane was being piloted by none other than Denzo Sentegeorgi, who happened to be the highest scoring Hungarian fighter ace in the Air Force in WW2. Ah. Good record he had. 30 confirmed kills. Um, was that that day? No. Well, no. Oh. He became a uh, prisoner in communist war camps followed by a commercial pilot, three weeks out from retirement, wasn't he? Oh, no. One last mission. He became a stat. Um, Certainly did. Not only that, like though. I'll to play that a few more times. <laughs> so, not only that, though, but... Hungary's greatest ever wartime pilot 
when he ditched a plane into the sea, all that hard work after killing 30 enemies in the war. Brutal. How many do you reckon he took out? What type of plane was it? Uh, it was a fucking, I can't remember. It was like a McDonnell Douglas style. It wasn't yeah. a 737. It's it 1971. All right. All right. I'm going to say 78 people. Nah, 31. Oh. All that work undone. <laughs> 30 kills. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Interesting conundrum, this. <laughs> now... Is he in the 31? No. Ah. So he's, okay. he's the 30. I was going to say, to come out even. <laughs> well, it was 30 he killed, and then 31 yeah. he killed. Look, arguably, he could have done more for his country by just being a blob on a couch his whole life, doing nothing <laughs> for a net score of zero kills, good or bad. <laughs> Pretty good. Stories like this that give heart to lazy turds the world over, isn't it? Keep doing what you're doing. No chance of murdering an innocent if you do nothing. Maybe maybe the crane lifting you out of the roof of your building after you die might snap under the strain and plummet your massive, brave body to earth, squashing some fucking sticky beaks on the footpath, pointing and having a laugh. They're not really innocent, are they? If I went that way, pretty good. Now Straight through the roof? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> having the bloke dropped on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it's a funeral awful. full of laughs. Let's not lie. <laughs> That's a fun funeral. Um by the way, that that pilot, that's uh that's like a football team leading three nil in the eighty fifth minute mm-hmm. and somehow bottling it. <laughs> four goals against you. Four, in that four goals in quick succession. Just park yep. the bus. Man. Stay back. Yeah. Oh, if you've killed thirty in the war, surely you get a great pension. You'd be sit you'd be you'd be you'd be doing talking tours. You wouldn't have to have a job as a commercial yeah. pilot after that, I wouldn't think. Um Well also it's a um it's one of those, I know a lot of the Air Force pilots that do that stuff get into commercial airliners. Do you think that's a smart move? I don't want a pilot that would be that bored up the front. Oh, yeah. he's just You have to put a bunch of imaginary buttons on the dash for him to shoot and stuff, just some video <laughs> game buttons so he can pretend he's engaging and flicking that little safety off and you know, got a bogey on the tail, that sort of thing. Just pretend stuff. Just let him dress like one of the... You know, the leather goggles and the scarf. He's still allowed to wear that. Kick a window out so he'd feel like he's still in wartime. You're fucking cold, wouldn't they? Um, In 2000, a Malev plane forgot to put the landing gear down. Jesus. Love a skid. Belly land. Yeah. Quite big on the belly lands, Malev. (laughs) Realized a mistake and took off while still at speed. Oh, you're kidding. Like skimming stones. Yeah. Skimmed it straight up, went round, put it down this time with the gear down. Everyone survived, Fuck. wrote the plane off. Now it's used for fire training, that plane. Um, That's probably how they got into One World. They just sent them that video from the tower. Yeah, look what we did. Yeah. 
Hungarians' funniest home videos. Yeah. Yeah, they did get into One World, followed not too long after by Solvency in 2012. Uh-huh. Malev is no more. But yeah. in 1998, it was going strong. And that's where we come in. Um, there's a bloke, a Finnish man called Mika Einar Peterson who he himself was a week out from his 34th birthday at the time. And uh, he had had a tipple in Bangkok, a couple of drinky poos. Who hasn't? Well, me. I suspect um, I've seen how shit the drinking options are inside the Bangkok airport. I reckon he's probably gone out a couple of k's away to <laughs> what do you mean? make a useful trip. What? What do you mean? What's grim about the drinking options? Is there an English pub? Uh yeah, there would be, but you know, yeah. come on. It, it, well, if there's a bar like this nearby, you'd go there. Sky Bar 64, not at the airport, but close enough to relax on a rooftop and have a bright blue cocktail Ooh. while low-flying planes land nearby, dashing your shit drink with a bit of jet fuel. <laughs> I'll take that over of a tepid Guinness. But this is how you end up in your Ruby Tuesday situation. You don't want to go. Yeah. It's a, I'm, either, yeah I'm either eating in the city or I'm eating at the airport once I've cleared security. I'm not having a fucking yeah. tipple just near the airport. I don't want to run the risk. You'd never check in and then go go back outside? No. I've never done it because I don't smoke, but like like checking in and then going outside? Yeah. Risky move. Oh, hold on. Saying that, I may have done that before. You know what? I reckon I have overseas um, flying back from LA with the little dum-dum club boys. Yeah. I reckon we checked all our shit in to fly back to Australia and then hopped in a cab to go to In-N-Out, get a burger. Oh, right, eh? So sorry. You Excuse are me. Ruby Tuesday. Oh, fucking. <laughs> Same diet. Bold move. Um, you can do it at Sydney. It wasn't a, might not be there anymore. Just nearby is a Krispy Kreme outlet outside oh, yeah. the airport, like where they used to make them, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. Stunk anyway. I told you that when the TV series Underbelly came out about Melbourne's underworld figures, this must have been 2006 to 2008, round about there, and uh, I worked at a law firm in the mailroom mm. and you couldn't get underbelly in Victoria because there was like a um, an embargo put on it oh, yeah. just in case somebody in the trials watched it. It was at the time yeah. you just couldn't watch it online. So people would come back from the law firm travelling to Sydney with Krispy Kremes and underbelly. Oh, right. Underbelly, the tape sort of hidden yeah. in a Krispy Kreme the, donut. The DVDs, yeah. And a hacksaw. <laughs> like a Born Identity, Mission Impossible style tape. Bake a VHS into, the, into a cake. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I used to ride my bike past that joint. It would fucking stink. So I don't know. I haven't ridden that way for a while. Could still be there. Might not. Have you had one? I, I've got a feeling you wouldn't have had a Krispy Kreme. Never. I spotted some in the wild the other, like recently, yeah. uh, when I went to Wagga a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Guy had a 12 pack going out there. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's, come on. Well, we had a listener send a photo on a, on a Rex flight. She sent us a photo of someone with the Rex, the Rex handbag, yeah. the Krispy Kreme donut bag. <laughs> that's, does it not count as an extra piece of hand luggage? Because that's not on. Well, that's just, like, I don't get to have two bits of, Hand luggage. On Rex, no less. They weigh, they weigh your hand luggage there. They don't on Qantas yeah. anymore. Here we go. Oh. Um, Is that in there? Seven kilo backpack, maximum maximum of 12 donuts. Yeah. 
I mean, there's not much to them, but they do take no. up space. It's not the weight thing. If it were about the weight, they weigh us. Um, I copped a squiz at Micah's passport, Mika, yeah. and uh, he could be anywhere from 34 to 64. That real, a right. very stern Eastern Bloc face on him. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky enough to meet some Hungarians in my life. Different demeanor to us, different humor, definitely. Oh, yeah. I was in, um, when I was in, this must be 15 years ago, I was in Paris. I was doing some some uh, French courses at the, you know, yeah. school. Yeah. And there's a bunch of. Notre uh, Dame. Yeah. Euro- Europeans there. <laughs> and um, there's one Hungarian girl and just making conversation. They all could speak English, making conversation at lunch. And I said, oh, you know, how long do you reckon you're going to stay in Paris? She said, until I am dead. Oh. So. That's what Beautiful. we're looking at. <laughs> um, makes you think, doesn't it? I mean, she, not wrong, but just not many of us would put it that way. Um, I love those Eastern blocks. I went to Serbia a few years ago to do gigs and I was with Milan, who I mentioned before, um, ripper bloke, Serbian fellow, and he was telling me I'd sort of smile and, you know, give people a little nod or a wave or whatever and just get stared back. And he said, man, people fucking think you're simple if you smile here. But yeah. as soon as they know you know a Serb, they're, then they're your best mate. Yeah. They're all right. I mean, the, the friendliness thing is pretty much gone everywhere. I could walk around Sydney and say good morning and I'll smile at someone. They think you're a simpleton. I told you about when I first moved down here. Got to get back to America, mate, into an Applebee's. Yeah, I mean, they love that. Your but, best um, friends. We've sort of, we've stopped doing that here. Out in the country, you still get it, but city, yeah, Sydney in particular, don't get much of that. I told you when I first moved to Sydney. Oh, your neighbour? Yeah, I moved. Well, I moved in. I, well, I went and stayed with Ginsburg over at Bondi, and uh, he was in a block of maybe ten units. I went and knocked on doors and said, "G'day," introduced myself. No, opening the door, just a little crack. Going, "Who are you? What do you want?" So I just moved into number six. Just wanted to come and say hello. When I was like, "Okay," and they'd slam the door in your face. Fuck, well, they're a bit unfriendly. Go to the next one. Same thing. After a few, I went, "Oh, okay." They're a bit different. Yeah. You're not in Queensland now, buddy. Taking me six pack of gold and going back to my joint. Yeah. They're acting like Queensland doesn't feed these fucking people all winter. <laughs> um, so uh, Mika, he's maggot. Uh, it's unclear what he's had, but he's on the plane and he's in quite the state. Flight 14 hours on the dot. 14 hours, oh. zero minutes that flight. Beautiful. I like that. Uh, he's kept drinking on the plane steadily. And his drunkenness has reached a crescendo about nine hours in. I was going to say, there's no way it's three. I didn't even have three ready. Nah, don't need it. Three by three. Hungarians can lock it up. Nine is an Eastern European three in terms of drinking. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They don't mind a bit of a tipple. Um, So he's got up out of his seat. And uh, it's unclear to me. Like, they're very scant on details for this story. It's unclear whether he's been refused service. I'd say that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. But you know me. I don't like to presume. So I don't know. I don't want to. And again, nine hours in. You're past the halfway mark. Just push through. Keep serving him. Yeah. It'll be over soon. Could have done. Or it could have been something else. I don't like to make an ass out of you and me. But what he's done is he's gotten up out of his seat and he's choked a flight attendant. Oof. So pilot came out yeah uh, different time they could just open up the door and come out go what's going on 
So he punched the pilot. Oh, fuck. All right. It's on now. Um, some quite eager passengers, as well as the flight attendants and the pilot, did a good old-fashioned stacks on. Got him. There we go. Like, I don't know what you think is going to happen if you're not weaponized and you're doing a one-man fight on a plane. We're all going to get you. Um, Let's do it. Woo! Um, they got control of one limb each, bunch of people, and uh, put him in the seat and strapped oh. him to it. But he was still going off, like as you, you know, as they do, they yeah. fight hard once you're strapped down. Handily, though, there's a doctor on board. Um, he happened to have some tranquilizers with him. All right. It's a bit weird. So he's come in hard on Mika with a trank. Don't know which variety. It's like those blokes when the uh, the Burke Street killer driving around in the car was doing burnouts near Fed Square in Melbourne a few years ago. Yeah. And just some young young blokes out of nowhere had a baseball bat and took a swing at the car. Yeah. And everyone went, good try, boys. No one asked, why the fuck do you have a baseball bat oh, yeah. in the CBD? I haven't seen a baseball field anywhere in Melbourne. Probably like this doctor. <laughs> I've got a bunch of tranquilizer in my bag. Yeah. All right, that's weird, but we do need it now, so good job. Yeah, it's exactly that situation. <laughs> Hungarian doctor Thomas Major was the bloke with some tranks. Turned out Mika had had a lot of booze, and booze and tranks, not happy together. No, certainly not. The, um, the listed side effects of mixing alcohol with tranquilizers such as Valium or Xanax include rapid onset of dizziness, stumbling, loss of sphincter control, memory loss, and potential death. Well, best case scenario here for our mate is he shit himself and forgotten about it. <laughs> um, well, it's unclear, again, how many of these side effects Mika did experience, but he definitely did die. Like a rainbow fading in the twinkling of an eye. Gone too soon. <laughs> Thomas Major, the doctor administering the trank um, action reaction. Not the worst <laughs> doctor to come out of Hungary, not even close. <laughs> Are, yeah, that, sa- that save kill ratio. I think this doctor's oh, still fine. No, nah. there are a number of WW two war criminal doctors ending up as they always do in the early two thousands on those trials, where old Nazis with mobility issues have sudden attacks of I can't walk or talk in yeah. court. Lists this old man. No, I'm capable of whacking thousands of Jews sixty years ago. Look at me. Um, in fact, Hungarian doctors. I've had a bit of a look at this. Uh, in the last few years, have started the disturbing trend of demanding tips from patients after surgery. Fucking hell. What? No. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's a, it's a usual story, this. As usual, a few have ruined it for the kind-hearted, greedy scabs who are scabbing in good faith. One such doctor recently who was in the practice of saying, well, you better tip because i still got to take those stitches out next week, buddy. There you go. That's smart. You just reminded me. I've actually got a, uh, a message from a pathology clinic where I got some bloods done. Yeah. And I forgot to pay the invoice, and they sent me a text, but I already have the results, so 
pay the invoice or you and I get results. And no, I've already tell you, mate, you need to know them. I've already got them. So oh, sucked yeah. in. <laughs> well, that was dumb. <laughs> when I used to really showed your working, hand there, pathology. Yeah. <laughs> I was working on a on a TV show called uh, Ten Years Younger in Ten Days, where you just pick oh, Bevins up <laughs> out of a shopping centre, uh, couples separate them for ten days and try to make them look better. And the biggest draw card is usually like twenty or thirty grand worth of dental work. Yeah. So first day you get half of it done. You know, you've got to come back on the ninth day oh. to finish this off because they'd inevitably fly off the handle because they can't, they don't, you know, yeah, fucking idiots. Yeah. So they're like, I'm walking off the show. Fuck you. I know I signed a con. I'm out of here. Fuck, fuck all of you. And you go, well, good luck with your half a tooth, fuckhead. And there's rubber bands all through <laughs> your mouth. So they'd kind of have to come back at the end for that on the last day. I have seen people, though, that have gone, I'll just get the top row sorted. And that should, uh, people will just look at those. Yeah, they won't even realise I've got a bottom set of teeth. Yeah, but I do. I notice they've they've got to match up. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to fucking eat. Yeah, because what I do, if you do just the top ones, they might go. Well, fuck it, we've done all right. So I think what you have to do is just one half of the mouth. Yeah, you've got to go the left wing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get them, and it was the policy. Like they had to do that. Yeah. So after the first one just ran off. Right. Like, oof, this isn't working out. Can't <laughs> reward these. Fucking idiots before they've done the work. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, greed's coming for everyone, isn't it? Scummy little maggots. That wasn't Thomas Major. I can't find the bastard. Um, he didn't get charged, I don't think, for murdering the Finnish pisshead. That's the problem with the medical profession, though, isn't it? Like, And that's why the big bucks are in. We, we fuck up. There's a terse online complaint coming our way. They fuck up. Someone's brown bread. Yeah, they just move on. I reckon it happens more than we think. Oh, yeah. Although, by the way, some whiny little dobbers are acting after they've heard some nasty words. It appear their fate's worse than death. Perpetual <laughs> victimhood, TM. So, um, so the plane has made an emergency landing at Istanbul's Ataturk Airport. Landing gear down or just skid, throw them out the door, take off? Oh, just slow down. Open the door, <laughs> mate. Now open the other door and you get sucked out. Um, no, they landed. Uh, named after Kemal Ataturk, obviously, the first president of modern-day Turkey, who actually, he went secular early, this bloke, gave women equal rights. Oh, really? Including including the vote in 1930. Uh, good bloke on the whole, although we weren't saying that when he flogged us in Gallipoli. Yeah. Um, Ataturk Airport, very, very busy. Second busiest airport in the world. Oh, Jesus. In terms of international passengers going through it. In fact, only behind which one? Ah. Uh, Talking 2021. Oh, hold on. So in COVID times, mm. that does change things. COVID numbers and different reactions by various governments to the scandemic have massaged the stats somewhat. It was a fucking weird, not, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to say Heathrow. I'm wrong. No, nah, it's, nah, it's Dubai. Dubai. If you're interested, uh, Dubai, then uh, Ataturk, then Amsterdam, Frankfurt, Paris, Doha, Heathrow, Antalya, another Turkish, Madrid and Cancun to round out the 10. All the fun ones. Um, But yeah, quite different pre-COVID. We'll be back to normal soon. Your Heathrows and your Charles de Gaulle's will be back up the top there. Um, The Turkish filth got told there's a a plane dropping off a stiff. Better get out there. So... (laughs) 
Don't rush though. Oh, they're known for their no-nonsense approach. Um, they boarded the plane and detained four flight attendants. Yeah. Two pilots. Five passengers. The doctor and the doctor's dad. Jesus. And that whole thing sounds like a sounds like a 12 day of Christmas or comedy yeah. one one comedy one oh one, as you put it when I first met you. You told me that everyone needs a song parody in their arsenal, and that's a perler. <laughs> Mate. And what happened to him? What's that? The pilots, that's a bit stiff. The pilots have done the right thing. Brought the dead body to him. Yeah. Well, there's not much you can do, is there? Yeah. Um, I think I think they might have been a bit heavy handed. Like after you've strapped someone to a seat, if he's punched me, he's probably going to get a punch. Mm. Um, biggest story, obviously, is that the doctor was clearly just cruising around with a syringe full of tranquilizer, <laughs> ready for this exact eventuality. Same reason, same reason I sleep with brass knuckles on my right hand. <laughs> Never know, you know. Um, the doctor's dad—that's a nice touch, though, isn't it? Like, doctors' dads are quite often doctors as well. He's, he's probably been seen egging him on, so he's had to get off and speak to the filth. Uh, do it, boy. I like a country where it's like, look what your son did. Look how you raised him. Yeah. You know, carrying around tranquilizer in his carry-on, killing do people. It, boy. Yeah, you've got enough tranquilizer, son. If not, I've got a couple of syringes <laughs> in my pocket. No problem. Anyone else got a pocket full of tranquilizer <laughs> syringes? Pretty good. Um, all of them seemed to get off without charge. Couldn't find any court proceedings involving any Jeez. of these people. Yeah, even the doctor. Even the doctor. Yeah. Fuck, he's done well. He's still practicing. He's fine. I mean, it's just a. I'm sure he didn't mean to kill the guy. I mean, that's what I say when I kill someone, though. Um, <laughs> some of us do still yearn for the for the good old days where if someone kicked off. The house was only a few blocks away from the pub. I thought I could drive that. No turn. Yeah. No problems. Didn't mean to run him over. Fuck. I didn't know it was school time. Whatever. Um, used to be able to just strap people down and give them a lethal injection if they've been fuckwits. I think more people need to hear this story now as much oh. as ever. Yeah. Play that on the video before takeoff. Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Strapped to a chair getting trank. <laughs> when you, yeah. you know, those people who like kill multiple bad guys and they'll leave one alive and go, go tell everyone. <laughs> this could be like that. See what happened to Micah. Go tell everyone. Put that on your fucking little screens. Don't worry about the safety. Um, man, that's all there is on this story. There's not much more to it. But uh, hungry. I'm hoping we'll be back with more Hungarian tales. But as it as it look, I mean they they tend to bury their stories quite a lot. Like, um, <laughs> love it. Like some other places. <laughs> oh, fucking I have to mention them. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks for listening in. Tassie, remember July 15 and 16, we're coming your way. Hobart and Launceston. Get to midflightbrawl.com for tickets. Thanks to everyone who listens on the Patreon as well, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. If you want to chuck us a few shekels, support the boys and keep the lights on at MFB HQ. But uh, until next week, see you later. See you, mate. You're going to take us out? Certainly am.
How's this for a banger? I just realised, Heggy, was that in your Luke Heggy farts the classics? No, no, no oh. I didn't have any list in there. <laughs> it's uh, volume two for sure. <laughs> like Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh fucking hell! Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.